India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Hi everyone this is Rohit Srivastava here founder and strategist at India Charts taking you through all the market action and what lies ahead now we are getting into a big event Deepavali yeah i'm not really talking about the elections that's gone past or not talking about the budget that's couple of months away but seasonally markets have often done this that either they trend right into this seasonal festive period or they end up going through a long duration consolidation phase before it now whenever you have a consolidation prior to the event we've seen uh, the larger market rallies that people may be anticipating at that point of time end up taking place only much later into december or january maybe like a budget rally we've seen that many many times in maybe the 90s 1992 1994 at the same time many times what we see is a rally that is uh, pretty strong uh, continues uh, into the months of august september with some pauses and eventually uh, peaks out uh, into the month uh, of october or november around the festival season now we saw that happen in 2010 uh, where an entire advance actually ended at that point of time in peak sentiment the real question is have we really reached peak sentiment now in the very very short term uh, there are some indications of that uh, in the big picture scenario i have been writing that this is a fifth wave we are probably in the third of that so we have not really ended uh, the entire move uh, in fact many many world markets look like they've started some degree of third waves after the long consolidation that actually happened between august and september but it can be baffling to many because you continue to hit new all time highs the news flows were of course bad till some time back but slowly now people are getting to the to their heads that maybe things are changing but there's still one factor hanging out there uh, which is the resurgence of cases in many parts of the world on a daily basis which is still not clarified so to get and we will continue to discuss the very very short term nifty's third wave which really started at 11550 uh, my sense was that if it it was even equal to the first wave you would enter closer to 12860 that was the level we were watching for now we are barely 100 points away from it in fact bank nifty's already achieved 28700 that i spoke of last week and so since we are there the question is uh, are we done here or are we going to continue to extend now i do think like i said uh, in a, on a seasonal basis because this is where you uh, generally peak out now that you've almost achieved uh, the uh, targets that you're looking for based on those fibonacci calculations maybe another 100 points upon nifty but then after that it would be fair to expect some kind of pause i mean if you look at the rsi for the bank nifty is already at uh, 81 for the nifty was i think 77 and a little more push it could even cross 80 and so at those levels i mean rsi is an indicator where even if you get a one day knee jerk reaction it can you know drop back below uh, the 70 mark now whether the pullback in a fourth wave will just be a knee jerk reaction it will last for you know couple of days i would think it would last for a couple of days when it happens uh, unless uh, the larger trend continues to stretch and extend endlessly Uh, that too sometimes we've seen but we do have couple of short term indicators that are now beginning to uh, you know reach an extreme based on the way 
uh, FI positioning was first at the lower end of the range because uh, you know when we were at eleven thousand five fifty, their uh, short positions in the options market were at an extreme based on historical data. I'd actually published that chart, and similarly, at these highs, we have you know certain other data points uh, based on the options market, which are uh, already reading head reading red for the last couple of days. That would be indicative that you're into a move that is you know uh, stretching, and when you get the next reversal, you need to look for a pause but sometimes these pauses are short-lived sometimes they are extended that really depends on the market structure so we'll get into the market structure in a great lot of detail answer try and answer things like you know why are we here and where are we really headed from here in the weekend long shot webinar so don't miss that it's going to be on sunday 9 30 a.m this sunday uh, six, uh, the 15th of uh, november so all you need to do if you're india india charts insider if you have even signed up for a month or even you know just joined uh, the trial then you can participate in the webinar the webinar link is just under the strategy report update section once you do that at the bottom we have i mean under each post we always have a comment section so when you you know you can put in your questions for the event right below the event registration page and so that way we'll know in advance what you really want to ask of course you can ask during the live session itself there's always the chance that something gets missed or there's a time constraint but when we know it in, in advance it gives me a flow as to what needs to really be addressed and also the common questions uh, get taken care of so do post it over there just simply go and sign up uh, if you haven't done so already and if you're coming in for the first time in any case you will first be taken on the free period for the next month so you will be able to participate in the webinar so go for that opportunity last two times we had more than 1000 people participate which was a great number to have and we look forward to doing this once more so it'll be a deep dive as always i'll you know start out with my explanation then get into all the q and a and uh, take on whatever else uh, people have to ask typically 2 to 3 hours of your sunday morning to really understand what the entire market is doing what various other markets are doing that discussion won't be only over there so i'll continue here like i said the nifty does have has stretched in the short term and is pulling back what people would really want to understand is the uh, big picture because the big picture is still not done doing what it's doing and you have some very important news events for example yesterday the government really passing uh, incentive program for investment in various sectors across the board uh, that's pretty pretty big in terms of stimulus of course these kind of moves do not have immediate impact it's not like the investment happens tomorrow morning though some commitments are already in uh, but they do have an impact once the investment starts taking place because first you've attracted the capital and once the capital moves in it has a multi-layered economic impact on the economy as a whole not just in the sectors uh, that are being called for and so that impact would be seen one year or two years down the line so given this crisis i think the government's really taken its own to you know take on a lot of reforms that they have not done before which is what they did in may a lot of pending reforms were announced all at once without any opposition and now uh, and i said back then i think in july when even the index was at 10000 11000 people are wondering why it will go up and i said uh, expectations of a stimulus should be more after things open up because what is the point of doing something when everything is shut down and if you say okay let's do this and everybody is at home you can't really get things moving on the ground and the economic impact would not be seen which is why a lot of the measures in india i thought would come later on after opening up and that's what you're beginning to see now and if there are even further steps taken which i think can happen in the coming months especially in the budget because uh, this year's budget of course is exhausted with all the measures they've already done 
and they would need a new year's budget to take on fresh expenses and which is what you can anticipate from next year's budget unless they end up announcing some of those things in advance and uh, what will really aid the government in being able to make those expenses will be a decline in interest rates right now we are not seeing that in a big way you already had one bump down i think the governments are really waiting for uh, the inflation data to cool off today we are going to be getting some of the inflation data expectations that will still bump up a bit but we are still not into the year end period which is december where you actually get the actual agricultural output data and then uh, the inflation data really cools off on that because uh, once production uh, produces in the elevated food prices at least would cool off because we've had a good monsoon season and that should mean uh, that there's enough produce and there shouldn't be too much pressure on food prices internationally we are in a trend uh, towards inflation that's something even i have been saying in fact when you read the long shot report that i published last week which is what the webinar takes on you should read it along with the context of the reflation trade which i wrote in may because that's the base theory on which we are really running that's a long term vision of what may be going on and reflation is essentially all the governments coming together and taking both fiscal and monetary action which can at some point of time cause some inflationary effects in the economy so once we start getting uh, better inflation data it will become easier to lower interest rates and expectation that continues to exist for the second half of the year and that will create room both for you know the corporate sector and the government uh, to really continue their borrowing programs also the cost of interest as a uh, important part of the balance sheet would come down and cause some uh, profit side expansion but what you really want is growth i mean one part of you know growing profits is through cost management something that most corporates have done over the last year because of the pandemic uh, they've also figured that a lot of work can really be done online uh, rather than offline a trend that might actually take root there are people who are expecting it to take root at least if not for everybody but for a large part of the workforce that was staying locally and there and staying locally is not just a cost in terms of employment but there's also a rental cost that you have to pay for people to stay there and so a lot of cost management has happened and this would be an additional one but what you really need need is growth coming back which is why government stimulus has become an important part of the talk everywhere including the us sentiment was in fact so bad uh, just 10 days ago for the us just ahead of its election that some people thought that if biden wins the market's going to crash and i reiterated this i think in my last podcast and video that both uh, the candidates are going to be leaning uh, towards stimulus and if that is the case then both of them are going to be positive for the markets because the markets only want to know how much liquidity or how much money is going to be driving the economy or financial assets and that more or less does most of the job the big risk if at all was whether he'll take the tougher measures like raising taxes and what the market got pleased about is that they are not going to be having the senate and in which case any of the negative measures would actually you know so they wouldn't be able to pass them and the positive ones like uh, the stimulus package would be easier to clear so in that sense it started to look like a win win for a financial market so that's one of the reasons why they took off irrespective once the election uh, results really started coming in or in fact even ahead of that uh, once the election uh, polls were done you know so once they were done they knew this is over the event is done the discounting of all the negativity uh, was over and then you had only one way to go which was up the question is how far do you go where do you pause again i think that's that's all you're going to be thinking about the only other risk like i mentioned earlier is 
the return of uh, the coronavirus, which is what we are seeing in many parts of the world. I did a post some time back showing that it was a regional problem. But as I'm looking at the data closely again today, I'm seeing that even uh, regions where it had uh, flattened out, uh, which is like even in the US, say California or US and in India, it was of course, New Delhi was the case which is coming every day. Uh, these places also you're starting to see case counts go up. Of course, they're not gone back to the records, which is was only happening in other states where it was low earlier, where it's gone to records because they were probably complacent. But even in places where it was high and had flattened out, it is beginning to pick up. So that is a slight concern that opening up is leading to a rise in cases and how you're really going to deal with. So really important that you get, uh, you know, right medication out there. And Pfizer's big uh, announcement probably helped catapult markets a little bit for a day. Uh, but of course, those gains were given up. I think everybody knows that's going to take more than a year. But for the very, very short term, it created some variation in the asset allocation, people getting out of defensives, going, you know, getting out of tech, buying into the secondary market. But let me highlight that this move towards the secondary market is not new. I've been writing about the Russell transports and utilities since the month of September and saying that those are the markets indicating that the US underlying is strong because when the broad market or the market internals show you that there's still strength in there, then you don't really end up getting a crash like many people were really thinking. You know, so since May, even if, since the month of September and October, you've seen a strong correction in many markets, including Europe uh, and Asia, of course, was already down since I think June or July in many cases. And many of those declines ended with breakouts starting this week. And uh, in fact, last week. And so these breakouts are looking like strong rallies. Uh, they, in many cases, there would be third waves for each of those markets. In some cases, like the Shanghai index, it might be the fifth wave because it looks like a triangular pattern that is it is breaking out of. But in either case, I mean, case of Europe and many other Asian markets, it looks like third waves. The US looks like that. And what you had throughout the corrective phase of September and October is outperformance by indices like the Russell Transports, Utilities. Their strength was really telling you that the market internals are strong and this is not going to be an outright sell-off. In fact, the last week also, many of these indices have actually done better than uh, the frontline, especially the Nasdaq. So that shift has started to happen. I've also noted that, you know, somewhere if you're in a, a dollar bear market, you'll get outperformance by emerging markets. And uh, as that continues, you'll see the US uh, markets, while even going higher, going higher at a slower and slower pace and the other markets actually gaining momentum. That will be an interesting trend to watch. It doesn't mean that one goes down and the other goes up like you saw in the last two days for the NASDAQ. It simply is an adjustment in speed for different parts of the market as you start valuing what is really going on at the ground level. For example, if the government has done stimulus on the agro side, it's done now for manufacturing, then many of these sectors get a boost and uh, the money will really shift to places where uh, you know, fresh earnings growth can be projected versus what it was really chasing up as the defensive sectors where even a little bit of growth was being discounted at much, much higher valuation. So that's the that's the change that you should be prepared for. In fact, in our own market, I would think that, you know, we've really not seen participation by the mid and small cap stocks, though they've been going up with the rest of the market. But it doesn't really look like a rally. It simply looks like the correction is done. They're forming a base. They want to move. But probably because the large caps are doing so well that uh, the asset allocation away from large to mid has not happened. And when that does, you'll probably see a difference where, you know, maybe the Nifty is consolidating or it's, you know, just hanging around there, stretching a bit uh, in terms of momentum. But you'll see 
the broad market doing much better and unless that i think that phase is complete i would still not want to call a final top for the market uh, like some people are probably trying to short this rally all the way from 12400 to 12800 uh, but uh, all you might get is eventually i mean you will get a fourth wave pull back like i said in the beginning you are getting some overbought readings but it's not go- going to be a a big crash of sorts is what i'm trying to say is you'll get a normal duration correction and you're going to, and when that happens you'll also get a shift uh, therefore you'll find other stocks and sectors doing well uh, maybe the mid and small cap stocks or particular other sectors uh, where uh, uh, assets uh, you know money can shift for example we saw the auto sector really do well in the last couple of days pick up again uh, and uh, you've also seen the metals pick up uh, those are those could be the kind of shifts that can happen Uh, but when it comes to metals and commodities you also need to watch the dollar specifically for precious metals and precious metals took a knock when you had the announcement from pfizer now this is a little confusing again i mean did the entire rally in precious metals which is not only this year i mean for example for gold gold bottomed in 2015 of course silver broke those lows and made it slow in march of this year but is the recovery only driven by the idea that oh well we are in a pandemic let's buy gold and silver i mean if that was the logic then it would simply be a fear trade but i doubt that's really the reason why uh, money is moving into precious metals one of the two drivers are either real interest rates or the trend in the dollar and both of both of those complement each other and right now if you look at us inflation data it'll be around 1.6% if i'm not wrong and us uh, interest rates of course held down by the fed but if you go by bond yields closer to 1% still gives you a negative real interest rate so even though uh, the negativity may negativity may have reduced because bond yields bumped up a bit but bond yields are rising very very gradually you know just aiding the risk on trade not really in a way to reverse uh, the trend in real rates and therefore it still would continue to be positive for you know uh, precious metals once the correction is done i think they're just going through a technical correction uh, the pfizer news may have just aided that to you know continue for a while longer because weekly momentum indicators were still uh, in sell mode that's what i have noted and written about in the last couple of days i thought the move could have started earlier but fine if it wants to you know consolidate some more it doesn't change the big picture is what i'm really trying to highlight similarly as it wouldn't change the big picture for the dollar even though in the short term i've had to change my view from bearish to bullish when it bounced back in the month of september and then very quickly i thought it would give up from there which it did and once again last night i was wondering whether uh, you know a larger abc pull back in the dollar can still be due uh, if it uh, doesn't end at retracements to the most recent decline then you'd have to consider that as well which would then again keep some pressure on the commodity space in the near term and can also be uh, you know taken as the reason for an equity correction after this strong rally that we've already seen so when it happens people again start blaming the dollar like they always do but eventually those trends should align with the longer term big picture trends that are really going on underlying and that should continue to drive uh, things higher and not lower from here is what i think but in the short term do continue to watch covid case counts because i think that's also an additional hidden risk i don't know how we're going to deal with the cases if they keep exploding in fact in india you still not seen it happen in maharashtra i think you've seen it in delhi and like i said if it started to bump up now in places where it had flattened like california or new york 
then it can probably bump up even in places like Mumbai and Maharashtra where it appears to be falling for several, several weeks. So I think we need to be a little careful. There's usually a lead lag of, you know, couple of weeks between data of the US and India. As I noted, even in September that when US case counts peaked in August, I thought India would peak by September and it did. Uh, but that said, now if you're seeing second waves everywhere else, maybe it's time to even be aware that second waves can happen here because I do see some level of complacency even in Mumbai. People have started to not only open, opening up is of course a government motion, uh, uh, motion that has happened, but people are starting to stop wearing masks, visiting neighbors, visiting, uh, you know, friends and avoiding uh, taking the precautions that they were taking earlier. And that's where I would say you need to be a little careful. Don't get completely complacent about the virus given that uh, wherever people have done that, case counts have actually exploded again. We need to really wait to have good medication in our hands before we become a little more complacent. Uh, the uh, big risk, I mean, for people who have kids has been, you know, whether examinations happen normally, are they going to, especially board exams, would they occur at the same time or would they get postponed? That news has been flying around and a lot will depend on how this case uh, thing really works out. If the case counts peak in November and start going down in December again, that would be good news. And that would definitely aid the idea that uh, into March or April of next year, uh, things would be much more normal. Uh, but if that doesn't happen, then a lot of those uh, things would again start getting uh, rethought into or postponed maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, exams can, I mean, it's a big debate. Can they really be conducted uh, in schools with proper social distancing like we've we've seen restaurants open up so that's definitely possible but you can't can't probably restart regular classes uh, which a lot of people were anticipating would happen if you know cases start to bump up so those are those are the things to watch out for and uh, if you have second lockdowns around the world uh, that would be an area of concern probably the liquidity liquidity argument will keep markets elevated but any negative news can still cause corrections because after every rally, we do get overbought readings and uh, our markets then once again, pullback is something you need to keep watching for throughout this advance. So that's all in this update. Wishing you all a very, very happy Diwali until the next podcast and look forward to catching up with all of you on Sunday in the webinar. So don't miss that and do go and uh, register for it right away. Thank you. Nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work. Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge.